Welcome to From Busy to Rich, the podcast designed to inspire advisors to increase profitability and quality of life. I'm here with co-host Wes Young, myself, Justin Lakin. Unfortunately, Andy Traub was not able to join us today, but he'll be back again on our, our next episode and continuing on future episodes. Wes, how are you doing today? Fantastic, Justin. How about you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. And so if I'm understanding where the plan for today is, we're going to continue our conversation around this idea of building an ideal team. In the last episode, we we were starting the conversation of core values, and we got through a couple of those that we were talking about. Um, but then there's one more in particular that's unique to um, how we approach things, obviously, what you said and associates that, that we're going to focus on today. So I'm going to kick it over to you, and you catch everybody up. Great. Great. Well, no, I, I love this topic because I think it's in the busyness of, of uh, wanting to accomplish things that this doesn't get enough attention. And, and I love there's a there's a great uh, quote, a kind of kind of subset I took from an article from Ken Blanchard um, years ago. And it says many companies claim they have core values, but typically what they're referring to are generic beliefs, having integrity, making profit, resp- responding to customers and so on. The values only have meaning when they're defined in terms of how people behave and are ranked to set priorities. I want to say that last part again, because I think it's so critical to what we mean when we talk about these values. The values only have meaning when they're defined in terms of how people behave and are ranked to set priorities. Values, when when leveraged well, this is a really powerful tool, uh, Justin, that that helps us, I think, to uh, put perimeters around our behavior and realign our behavior to what really matters to us. Because we, like all things, people drift. We drift in our behaviors. We drift in um, kind of our, our direction. And if we're not taking regular time to realign, where we can say, wait a minute, what do we, what do we believe about values for our organization? What do we want to be? What kind of, what do we want to express? What does that look like actually in, in, in action? Like how, how does a person that has these core values, how are they going through their day, their week, their month, their year? And, uh, and then, and then deciding where you're doing a good job of that. And what you're not, because every time I look at what our values are, I think sometimes we're knocking it out of the park in some areas. And then some areas just need some realignment um, or, or, or we could change the value. But uh, I, I prefer realignment for some of these that we have. Uh, and we started off last week uh, with the two prioritized pursuits and normalize the new. And uh, just real quickly, prioritized pursuits. That, that is all about this idea that we all have far more things that we could do in a day than there's possible time to do it. We run out of time before we run out of all the ideas and opportunities we could pursue. And in our effort to get to as much as we can, there's always going to be things that are left undone. And sometimes there are things that we actually, in hindsight, looking back, said they were things that were more important because in a busyness of life, if we don't take the time, don't have this core value to stop, and regularly identify and prioritize what we're going to pursue and in what order, um, we'll find ourselves busy. We're going to pursue a lot of things that scream really loud. We just might not get to some of the things that ultimately matter most. So with prioritized pursuit, it's, it's kind of that big idea. And you can we exhausted that one last week. Normalize the news, one of our other favorites. These are built for people that uh, have a growth mindset. You know, we have a class called Transform. And, and the big idea behind transform is while different is not always better, better is always different. Like you can't have better unless you have things that you're doing different. You, can, we, you at some point need to update, upgrade, and sometimes lead behind 
things that were a part of your normal. So the idea behind normalize the new is that our greatest opportunities to recognize our future possibilities is not about abandoning our normal or rejecting new. It's about keeping tension healthy between the two and bringing the best of the old into the new and, and taking new ideas and making them a part of the muscle memory, blending them into the rhythm of the operation. Because otherwise, if we don't do that, we'll grow, we'll find ourselves in the future beautifully prepared for a world that no longer exists. And so we push back against that. Today, today, this is one of my favorites um, in our organization. We're going to cover something we call be honest and honoring. Honest and honoring. And, and the way we mean this, uh, what it means deeply to our organization, because everybody's familiar with those words, but I want to get real specific into how we apply those words to our activities. Um, Andy Stanley, one of my favorite authors and communicators, he, he has a quote. He says, the people you're trying to lead need to feel the weight of the problem you solve before they care about your solutions and processes to solving it. And I want to say that again, because it's so important. The people we're trying to lead need to feel the weight of the problem we solve before they care about your solutions and processes to solving it. So when I think about this idea of honest and honoring, and just, you know, from every week when we're in our, our, our having our prep day or prep meetings, looking at all the client meetings coming up, the one theme that we want to have that's, that's actionable and current in each of those meetings is we want to be able to have honest and honoring discussion. And what that means to us is it's, it's twofold. One is it's first honoring. So in other words, oftentimes people listen with the uh, intent to respond rather than listen to understand. So when we're asking questions, you can even use the beginning part of our process when we're working with clients that are new. A big part of what we're trying to do there is discover where they're coming from. What, what story are they in about money? Where are they right now and where are they where they want to end up? And try and wrap that story in language for them. And, and because until I can really understand, hey, here's where it sounds like you're at right now in, in the world that you're living in every day, um, not just financially, but but actually uh, professionally and with your family. And, and, and here's what it sounds like you, you'd like to take things that are different from where you currently are, how you, what you'd like evolve into. And, and when I can, when I can make, when I do that, I'm, I'm making sure that I deeply understand where this person is coming from. And I'm probably, probably adding clarity for them around what they believe. Cause sometimes, isn't it true? We, uh, we, uh, Justin, you ever, you ever believe something that, uh, when you were like 20, that now you look back and went, that was a pretty big limiting belief. Yeah. Like, I'm about five foot seven, and I believed that at 20 that I still had time to grow, and that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a limiting belief. Awesome, awesome. Waiting for, waiting for a future that ne- never transpired, <laughs> never exists. You bought big clothes for <laughs> it, uh, you know. I was prepping for the NBA, right? That's like, right. That's right. And and you know, I mean, I think anybody that honestly takes a regular look at themselves and, and looks back at some of the ways they approached things and some of the things they believed about why they were approaching it that way. Or sometimes we talk about this a lot. Maybe they inherited an approach and just believed, okay, this, this is the way you do it based on who they were hanging around with or, or the people that were in their lives. And, and they got through that and went, that wasn't the best approach. Like, like I could have, I could have saved myself a lot of pain and heartache and, and issues and, and, and made a lot more progress if, if I would have, had a, a different mindset, a different view about that thing in the story. You know, we, we were recording a, a series on 
the stories that we tell ourselves. And, and when it comes to honest and honoring, there's no more powerful thing, cleansing tool than to be honest and honoring with yourself and have people in your life that can be honest and honoring with you to help you make life better uh, and, and, and get, be- get better at doing life. Because all of us, even right now, have beliefs that are limiting our possibilities. And so when we can get in tune with what is it we believe, what stories are we telling ourselves? That's the, that's the, the honoring part is as an advisor, that's going to help move someone. Uh, I want to, I want to feel where they're coming from and, and I want to understand where they want to go. And I want to be able to wrap that in language because as we talk about Carl Richards, uh, I think has the best definition of real financial planning is about the constant alignment of the use of your capital Capital being your time, your energy, your talent, your money, your assets, all those things with what you really care about. And I don't want them to drift into the future. I want, to, I want them to decide it. I want them, don't want them to do it by default, default. I want it by design. So when you're when you're honoring someone, you're understanding, hey, here's here's what it sounds like you're coming from. And it, and it also sounds like here's where you're, this is where you, the, the honest part can begin to come in. Here's where it sounds like you want to go. Can we talk about some things that other people that have been in your exact set of circumstances and, and exact uh, like hopes and dreams that have really been useful to them and, and that are different from what you're doing now? And, and I think those things are extraordinarily powerful because the, then, then you can really talk about like, OK, because, you know, we, we, we this joke, the people we work with, they're doing good without us. They, they really are. I mean, they're, they're, they've been successful. They've created, you know, pretty good lives for themselves. Now, certainly we believe, and we've got tons of clients to prove it, that we, we believe we can help you make your life better and increase your profitability and quality of life. But, but before they care about all our great ideas and processes and products and things that we can do to, to help them with that, they need to know that I know where they're coming from and I've voiced that to them and where they want to go. And I really am listening because I want to understand that. Then I can say, hey, in light of that, let's talk through some things, some useful thinking that maybe we can we can build into the role of your plan. And if you're interested in that, we can keep working together. And we just find it's a whole lot more fun and you make a whole lot more progress than saying, oh, well, you shouldn't believe that that's done. You know, that's or you shouldn't believe that that's that's not going to get you anywhere. I will tell you where this is, seems to be the hardest place for me to do it. Um, Justin is with the people closest to me. Like with with my kids and uh, or, or relatives, sometimes when when they have uh, they say something, and I I clearly do not agree with with the thought process, and, but but what would really be helpful is when I can take the time to say, hey, help me understand what that what led you to that point of view. Excuse me, help me understand what led you to that point of view. And then, you know, what happens a lot of times is I, I, I get a couple of responses. I get one is they unpack really what led them to that point of view. They say, well, here's here's kind of the way I see it and why, why I was thinking about it this way. And then I can say, oh, well, I probably would have thought that, too. Let me tell you some some additional information that may be helpful to you just polishing that idea up to seeing if it's a direction you you know want to keep going in or or if you maybe want to alter and uh, and enhance your your course of action, because. The more information you have, the, the the you can make better decisions, right? The, the further down the road you get, when when we know we want to go to the top of that mountain, um, we're going to plan our way there. But ultimately, till we get in country a little bit, we might understand we need a different plan because there's an obstacle in the way that we can't get around this way. Um, and just trying to keep running into that obstacle is not helpful. And so sometimes as you live life, and if I've just been around the corner from you a little bit, 
or seen it some other people around the corner, I may be able to give you that in advance and save you some time. And so, um, but I think you've got to, you, it, it is a true thing that it, this is one of those. And again, I think I've got enough muscle memory to where I, I do it well with clients, but with, I, I still need to work on this with people that I care about in my, uh, that, that are not in my family and uh, to, to spend a little more time saying, hey, help me understand what led you to that point of view. And let's, let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny because that's I mean that's really where the honoring part comes in, right? Like I'm I'm going to be willing to take the time and hear out your perspective, even though like I, I don't agree with you at the start of this conversation. I want to hear out like how did you get there? Because a maybe you know something I don't know. Yes. But then then beyond that, like how can I make a recommendation to family or even to a client without getting the full perspective? Like what? Like you may have some information, like you're dealing with a health issue, there's a medical thing, or there was some other variable that was impacting your decision-making of why you thought X, Y, and Z. And, and that changes the dynamic of the conversation. And if you don't, if you're not willing to honor, if you don't have this as a, a value, you're not going to take the action steps necessary. And this is so interesting, just the idea of core values, because um, I think, I think in society, we talk about like there's self-help books and people are seeing counselors. And I think it's more readily available when we talk about uh, just mental health as a whole. And we talk about at the individual level, this idea of like false self and there's true self and we're defining identity. Well, really what you're doing is, is this, right? Like you're defining core beliefs and things like that about who you are. And then from there, using that as a filter in terms of the action items and things like that to, to let that be the leading point versus normally it's the emotions that, especially if we're not cognizant of it, Right. Like I feel like a jealous person. I act jealous. So I must be a jealous person. Like that doesn't necessarily be, it's not necessarily true. And so you operate in this, this false self standpoint. But I think the point here is like as a, as a team, you can do the same thing. Like there's a false self and a true self in the sense of the, how the team operates. And these become, even though it can be challenging, uh, to, to focus on the approach to the conversation and things like that. If you have these defined, the action steps become pretty clear. Like it actually removes a lot of that challenge. Yeah. Like the action steps, like how am I going to approach this conversation in a way that's honoring because that's who we are, right? Like, so yeah. I'm not just give a recommendation and focus on a sale because I see the opportunity there. Like I'm going to sit, I'm going to honor, I'm going to hear everything out before I ever say anything. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I think um, there's a, a great proverb that Solomon, King Solomon, who was one of the wisest and wealthiest men to ever live, talked about, he said, counsel in the heart of a man is like a deep well. And a man of understanding will draw it out. And, and I, I think about that. I mean, what is good counselors, good advisors? What they do is they're really bringing to the surface what's down deep. What is, and to do that, you've got to have that honest and honoring construct where you're, you're, you're seeking deeply to understand. And then you're seeking also deeply to paint a future, to give them a new narrative of where they're trying to go or, or just crystallize the narrative. Because I think it's, it's so easy not to be self-aware of those things all the time if we're not regularly doing that. But when you can draw it out and you can see it, it becomes so much easier to make it better and to add a new way of thinking, new process for new ideas that can be enhanced. And there's less defensiveness. There's enough, you're not defending the way it's always been. It's no, I want to go over there. And if there's a way for me to do that, yeah, let's, let's talk about it better than, than what I'm doing right now. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. I think, uh, the last thing I'll, I'll say on this one, honest and honoring, is it is certainly a practice, and it's one of those that 
every every single uh, week we talk about this, and and then I think back and try and do an assessment of where was where was this pulled off well, and where was it? I need some help. You know, I need to get better at it. And just that self assessment, it's kind of like stepping on a scale. Um, you, you make you make different decisions. The awareness of how good how well you're doing this informs the future decisions that you're going to make. And, but you got to work it out. It's, it's, it's a muscle and it, it, it builds and it atrophies uh, the, the more you do it. So, so I would just say, if you're, if you're like listening to this right now and you're going, oh man, I'm not real good at that. And you thought about the last Thanksgiving that you had where you argued with your family members at the table over something. Imagine, imagine if you just tried on this one deal, because you're going to do this with clients. I, I already know that you're going to, It'll be easiest in the world for you to blend this in with clients. And you can go back and listen to some of the other episodes on how we language our meetings um, or, or go to westyounglive.com. And we have plenty of collateral there that you can dive into on, on how we how this value comes to life and the language we use. But the hardest places, I'm going to tell you, is at that next meeting, just do every, write, write it down, put it next to you or somewhere to say, that's fascinating. What led you to that point of view? That's fascinating. What led you to that point of view? And, and just see how different the conversations go. And quite often, which you may actually come to is that they go, well, I inherited that point of view from the news, or I inherited that point of view from the article I read. Um, and, and, and sometimes if you ask that about yourself, you're, you're, you'll unfortunately come to the same conclusion is that I inherited that point of view. And, and so I think if we can have an atmosphere where you, you're constantly striving to be honest and honoring instead of defending the way it's always been done, or instead of... Instead of trying to to guide someone before they're ready, um, you're going to have a lot more, a lot better results.